Good people, we are back. Your favorite Costa Negroes are back on the mic in your ears or wherever you're listening to this. I am Josh Rogers. And I am Brian here. And we are here for another episode of the Jigsaw. Where we talk about the craziest puzzle piece ever created, and we talk about here the perils, the praises, yep. productivity, and the pump of circumstance of being black guys trying to figure this thing called life out. Brian, how are yes, you? Yes, sir. Man, it's a great day to be black as always. Uh, it's not like Black History Month anymore, but it's always black. Lives matter, black everything here on the Jigsaw Podcast. I mean, I don't know. We we we, we say this all the time. Black History Month isn't the only time we celebrate. We do this all the time, all the time. It's what you we know. Do. So this is just a continuation. Yeah, of what we always do. It's an amplification mm-hmm. of the things. And if, if I'm going to be honest, what didn't, what also never takes a rest is racism. It doesn't. And we see that you know in this impending World War Three that's happening over we the do. Ukraine. So thoughts and prayers to those who are going through. But also, yes, what is very obvious is the fact that they not led our Nigerian and African brothers out of the country. <laughs> they're not. And like their defense secretary or their defense somebody said, um, he has been, I'm paraphrasing here, but he hated to see people with blonde hair, blonde hair and blue eyes being killed mm-hmm. in the streets. Mm-hmm. Like he said that. It yes. was like blatant. It was like right out there. So um, it, it makes it very hard. <laughs> You know, I, I stand against what Putin did, but my God, Ukraine. Yeah. Like, um, come on, y'all. I think, uh, not Tiffany Haddish, what was her name? Uh, Amanda Seals. If you go to her, mm. her, her Instagram page, she actually lists the level of racism of like of the, of the broadcasting of it. Yeah. And people are like, oh, this isn't Iraq. This isn't Afghanistan. Like, this mm-hmm. is this European is country. Like, as if it's, <laughs> like, that's like, if this is better, right? Right. Um, and it's not. So that's, that was really, um, a little frustrating as far as to watch that, but um, yeah, racism is live as well, and it doesn't matter what year, what time, racism is going to be racism, and uh, and it's whack. Mm-hmm. Did you uh oh foreign relations and stuff? Did you watch Biden and his State of the Union address last night? I didn't. I did. Okay. I saw a couple of highlights on like social media, but I didn't. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it either. I have read some recaps and. Sleepy Joe ain't said nothing that we ain't already know. We've been disappointed. He said that he's not going to defund the police. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all these different types of things. So, like, go ahead. He has, I did find out he has the lowest approval rating, only second to Donald Trump at 41%. Um, Trump was at like 34% or something odd and crazy like that. Um, but anyway, nobody watched that. But in better news, uh-huh. while we're talking about things, let's just bring us some joy. We left Black History Month, but we've entered into Women's History Month. And for yeah. me, that means Black Women's History Month. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. You know, I don't, we don't put a whole lot of white women on pedestals. We don't. Not at all. So um, maybe Meryl Streep, because I really love her. Uh, <laughs> Meryl. I really, like, I really like Elizabeth Warren. But, you know, maybe one or two. Yeah, but not Three a lot. But not, not, a, a, not, a, not a lot. There's not a gamut of them. No. That gets the you know that gets our appreciation around here. Is there any particular women that really inspire you? That inspire me. You know, mm-hmm. our mamas inspire me. You know, shout uh, out to mamas. Mm-hmm. My fourth grade teacher, Mrs. Penn. Uh, Come you on, know. you sound like Abbott Elementary. Go ahead. <laughs> even, <laughs> even though she's no longer with us, uh, 
rest up to her. My God. Uh, she, uh, you know, posthumously, ain't that what was that? How you say yeah, that? Po- posthumously, <laughs> I don't know. Oh. She had an amazing, amazing, amazing Im- uh, impact on my life. Like, okay, you know, you know some of those educators that just you know mm-hmm. just do something to you and they change the your life. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, Mrs. Penn um, from Kellogg Elementary uh, definitely had Kellogg a Elementary. Mom. Kellogg Elementary. It was named after one of the Kellogg folks. Okay. Yeah. So they uh, they 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 um they put a lot of money into Pomona, mm. uh, the college nearby. So you know Kellogg Elementary. They got a, a, some naming rights, I guess, if you would say that. Okay. Uh, in the city. Nice. Um, but That's other sweet. other than that, like you know, there's women all around. You know, mm-hmm. thank God to my wife. She was she's black. She's making history. I mm-hmm. guess mm-hmm. getting her doctorate degree uh, soon. Uh, how about you? My mama, of course, um, Shirley Chisholm. You know, I love me some Shirley. You do love Shirley. Um, one of my mentors, Natasha Reed Rice. Um, I actually have a woman mentor, um, great woman in law and policy and faith. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just so many people. Blue Ivy. Okay. <laughs> she runs the Carter household. She for does. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just women all over the world that I just that are really inspiring, all over the and world. Uh, and making things happen. You know, Kamala, even though she's been disappointing, the fact that she's making history mm-hmm. or has made history, right? Mm-hmm. As the first woman um, vice president, and then also first black woman vice president. So um, we see women's history. My wife, who's holding it, who holds it down all the time. My sisters and friends, and everybody, all saints, and everybody in between. Shout mm-hmm. out to y'all. I'm sure we'll be highlighting some amazing black women this month. Definitely. Um, but we just want to acknowledge that this is the month. This is another piece of joy. We're just going to lean into joy. We're going to lean, keep leaning lean into, into joy. Lean into it. Got okay. to. One of the things that brings us joy is music. And Brian, it is on you. It does. It's the song of the week. And I want to uh, hear Yes. It. I know and you're going to play it. So just go No, ahead I'm actually going to try to sing it. Oh, my God. Look at God. <laughs> I mean, gifts and surprises. <laughs> I'm trying to sing it. I'm, I'm going to try to sing it. Okay. <clears throat> Clear that throat. <clears throat> um. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> right. uh, it's this is it's Women's um, History Month. Okay. I'm gonna sing a song to the ladies. Oh, um, okay, sing it to the ladies. Okay, <laughs> not to the ladies. It's it, it's representation, I guess. Okay. All ladies. right. All right. Come uh, on, Beyonce. I think you probably would enjoy singing this song because <laughs> it would be funnier if you did it. <laughs> okay. Uh, how am I gonna do this? How am I gonna do this? Sing the song, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here goes. I can cast a spell of secrets you can tell. Mix a special brew, put fire inside of you. Anytime you feel danger or fear, then instantly I'll appear. Cause I'm every woman. It's all in me. Anything Anything you want want done, baby, baby, I do it naturally. naturally. Whoa, whoa. Oh, I can sense your knees like rain on two seas. I can make a rhyme, a confusion in your mind. And when it comes down to some good old fashioned love, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Baby, baby. I'm every woman. It's all in me. Anything you want done, baby. I do it naturally. Oh, oh, oh. That's so good. I got a question. Okay. Which drug addict did you reference? Shaco or Whitney? <laughs> Whitney. I just want to know. I just want to know. Was it crack or was it cocaine? I just saw. All right. So, 
But thanks. Say <laughs> understood and accepted. Oh, tell what's the name of the song for the people who may not know before we it move is, on? I'm, uh, it's pretty simple. I'm mm-hmm. every woman. Mm-hmm. I'm every woman. By Whitney Houston. By Whitney Houston. By Whitney Houston. Originally by Shaka Khan. That's history. Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. Mm-hmm. Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even get through her verses, but she was tap dancing just, with the angels. Wasn't she? <laughs> <laughs> My God, but that makes it understood and accepted. Brian, you ready to get into some black excellence and the blessing? So ready. All right, so let's ready. Do it. Here at the Blessed Report, we shout out or we bless up black business owners, black people doing great black things all the time. Just got a Black History Month, but you know, people are still doing great black things. So here at the Jigsaw, we do patronize black businesses. So this week, we wanted to bless up Chantrice Rochelle Mm -hmm. Art. Chantrice Rochelle Art is a local art designer here in the Atlanta area, uh, and she specializes in original art on canvas. Each piece comes signed and ready to hang. Each original also includes a certificate of authenticity, and she has great pieces you can actually find on her website, ChantreseRochelleArt.com, ChantreseRochelleArt.com. Go out there and get your pieces. We believe in art. We believe in culture here in black people. We do things all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. So go out there and get you a nice little piece to put over your bed, put on your wall, put in your kitchen, put in your living room. Uh, but please do support. Black art is a thing. Uh, black culture is the thing to so go out there and support it. So shout out to or bless up to Chantrice Rochelle Art, Chantrice Rochelle Art dot com for your authentic original piece uh, made by Chantrice Rochelle Art. That's it. Got anything right. in the? In the, in the, in the got anything I, in the I, th- I thought that was something else coming. Okay, no, that's it. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, shout out to Chantrice. She's been on the podcast before. She so has. Friend of the podcast, friend of real life. Yep. Um, shout out, sis. Appreciate you. Bless up to you. Um, we praying that God's favor overtake you. That's yes. what the bless up part is all about. Um, but let's get into the billboard real quick. So let's do it. Happening out here in the world, in the trashy world that we live in. Uh, let's talk about Sleepy Joe one more time. Biden oh nominates a new Supreme Court justice. If you if you understood him during his presidential campaign, he promised that he would nominate a black woman to fill a Supreme Court seat if one opened up. And on February 25th, um, he nominated Judge Kentanji Brown. Ooh, that's black. Kentanji black. Brown Jackson to be... <laughs> To become the 116th Associate Justice of the U.S. Supreme Court, um, the White House issued a statement of the nomination saying that since Justice Stephen Breyer announced his retirement, Biden has uh, conducted a rigorous process to identify mm-hmm. his replacement. And President Biden saw a candidate with exceptional credentials and impeccable character and unwavering dedication to the rule of law. And the president saw an individual who is committed to equal justice under the law, who understands the profound impact that the Supreme Court's decisions have on lives and the American people. Brian, do yes. you think that this is going to easily go through the Senate so they won't look as racist? Or do you think they're going to try to blame it on like, ah, we don't want to, you know, because Biden got like two more. He'll have like, this is his midterm. So he'll have like two mm-hmm. more years of a presidency. So like, yeah, they can't, I mean, they could realistically extend it, but it would be very obvious if they tried to hold this thing out for two years. <laughs> yeah. It would be tough to hold out for a couple of years. It's just interesting because the last person that they, that's on the Supreme court was the lady and she was not qualified at all. At all. I mean, but was anybody in Trump's cabinet? No, not at all. No. <laughs> uh, that's that's on brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so this uh, young lady is is hella qualified for um, sure. 
But a lot of them uh, on the right wing or conservatives are making uh, light of the fact of that Joe Biden said he wants Sarah to be black. Mm-hmm. Not the fact that she's not qualified or they're saying, well, there's other qualified people out there, but you're you know disqualifying people by saying you want to be a black woman. Um, which is which is but she's black and qualified, so that kind she's of black it's, it's a mute point. Yeah, if, <laughs> if if you if you took away her her image, she's still qualified. Yep, she's still you qualified. Like, right. You know what I mean? Well, the other lady wasn't qualified at all. Mm-hmm. And y'all just wanted a white woman. Yeah. On the Supreme Court. Wanted a conservative white woman to justify policing women's bodies from another woman. Like that's mm-hmm. that's pretty much what they wanted. Yeah, that's what that's they wanted. That's what you got. Yeah. So and she young, so she ain't leaving no. T- she ain't leaving no, no time unless there's some magnanimous scandal. Right, she's not getting off the Supreme Court anytime soon. I right. agree with you. I think they're going to try to you know say that it's it's not it's, it, there was inequity involved because he specifically said a black woman. But I think that is one of the most equitable things that you can do because consistently yep. there hasn't been there has been women of color, um, but there has not been a black woman nominated elected to this you know to this judicial council so to speak so it's like it's giving her the opportunity and on top of that she's more than qualified like there's really no argument here so you could argue the race thing but it'd be like you said it'd be different if she wasn't qualified you just threw if you threw judge maybelline up there then you know (laughs) you know as much as i love judge maybelline (laughs) Right. A Supreme Court justice, she is not. Okay. Right. So <laughs> Judge Hackett. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, hey, Hatch, what's what's the other woman that did divorce? Was that was that her too? I think the light, so. the, the lighter skinned woman who did divorce court or whatever. Judge was it Joy. Is it Joy? I don't know. That was the one she had short hair. Her too. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Um Hatchet or Hackett. We'll look it up. Y'all correct us. Yeah. But anyway, like, you know, those like, but they specialize in family law. So they don't have like mm-hmm. the appellate experience and things like not to say they're not great, what they do, their experience is different. So it'd be different if you just threw one of those type of women up there. It's almost like Keisha Lance Bottom being the mayor of Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> You know, you're just here. <laughs> you're just kind of here. Right. Um, but anyway, I believe Biden made an amazing choice. It's going to be a crap show of how the Senate plays this out. But nevertheless, we are hoping for the best that she is seated in that position like she deserves to be. Um, yep. Talking about black women and the things that they love, Target is one of mm-hmm. them. And Target, um, the Minnesota-based company says that it will raise its minimum wage to as high as $24 per hour this year, um, depending on the local market. The company has been raising, paying benefits in the effort to keep and attract workers. Um, The retail giant currently pays $15 an hour um, wages, but said Monday it'll be raising it uh, from 15 to 24. And the starting weight would depend on the job, the market, local wage data, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The wage increase is a part of a $300 million. That's more, that's more than the spirit and frontier Merger <laughs> wasn't that like ten Seven, million dollars or six yeah, million dollars or something like yeah. something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, Target. <laughs> anyway, it pay a benefit. So I love to see it because I am still walk driving around Brian and seeing Walmart billboards and um, not Walmart, McDonald's. Well, probably Walmart too, but they ain't putting posting it. McDonald's and Burger King and Wendy's and all these other places saying uh, apply now up to. Eleven dollars and fifty cents an hour. Excuse up me. To, is that the max? Is that the up max? to? Is that the max? That's that's terrible. Up right. To. So so for somebody to uh, go into retail, 
um, especially if they're like post high school, post college, and to be able to earn a livable wage at right. $24 an hour, I think that is absolutely uh, amazing and phenomenal for what it's going to do for those particular uh, people. And we love Tarjay. Tarjay yes. is down for black people. They support black businesses. Um, they highlight, they amplify it in, in February, but they always um, have initiatives and programming going on yep. uh, for people of color and their businesses. Uh, so shout out to Target and the people over shout there shout doing out. all of the right things. Uh, and sponsor us if you want Please to. Please do. You know, we, 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 we are accepting of your dollars. We are. Um, Black people, one of the mm-hmm. blackest people that have ever graced this earth is mm-hmm. James Brown. He is. James Brown, if you're not familiar <laughs> With James Brown, one thing I want you to do in your spare time mm-hmm. is go to the YouTube.com. Yes. And in that search bar, just type in James Brown interview. Now, several of them may come up, but I believe <laughs> the one that will be at the top is him in these, you know, aviator-esque sunglasses. Mm-hmm. They got mm-hmm. a brown tint. They're real big. He got a little scarf on his neck. It's a little short hair, yes. blonde, white woman interviewing him. Yes. Please. Please. If it says 20 some minutes, watch it All from it. start yes. to finish. I sing good. I dance good. <laughs> I make love good. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna hear all you're gonna You're gonna hear all the things. If you think the Richard Penniman interview is a phenomenal. Right. Tap into the James Brown interview. It Tap is something. It. it is something to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we didn't say I'll let to highlight that YouTube clip. We said I'll let to say that not only did we get a film years ago with the late great Chadwick Boseman portraying Brown and get on up, we are now getting a documentary, like the the, the raw, real cut of his life um, that will highlight his life and his career. Yep. It's going to be a four-part series, executive produced by Mick Jagger uh, um, and The Roots Quest Love and Black Thought. A&E announced Friday that they greenlit it and said, and say aloud, which the name of it will be, it will be a massive four-hour docuseries that celebrates the Godfather. Who, 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 if he's the Godfather, who's like the king of funk? The king of funk. <sighs> That's interesting. Is it Parliament the now? Are they the funk? good kings? But they were, they were like way after James. Well, they 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 started with James because I think Parliament Funkadelic was in Ohio, mm-hmm. and they started touring with James Brown at some point with Bootsy Collins. And ah, George Clinton is considered the King of Funk. King of Funk. Okay, that makes sense. George yep. George Clinton is, is over Parliament, so that makes sense. Yeah. So he stays. The, he's his years active said he started in 1955. So that makes sense. Yep, that makes sense. Okay. All right. Okay. So that was a that was a small commercial break. But anyway, that is coming. It's going to track his life. It's going to have interviews and never before seen f- footage from his friends and families and collaborators. Um, it's going to go all the way from the Jim Crow era um, all the way up until the moment that he died, you know, for him to be known as the hardest working man in show business. Brian, I think I already know the answer I'm going to ask anyway. Yep. How excited? Scale of one to 10. How uh, excited are you about this? <laughs> A thousand. I love James Brown. Uh-huh. I love James Brown. Like the interview we talked about earlier, that's a classic interview. Oh my God. Um, I, what, okay, so what interview do you like more? The James Brown interview or the Richard Penniman interview? Oh, Richard Penniman. It has more range. <laughs> and the thing about, and the reason why I like Richard's better, uh-huh. Richard did all less sober. <laughs> James Brown was high as a cat <laughs> but Richard was just being Richard <laughs> Richard went into opera Richard started talking about religion Richard started talking about this all <laughs> all things and the it was like a black and white sepia so that was older <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Richard had on a halter top and a grand piano did you hear he me 
<laughs> Did you see the duality in all that? <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> you gonna make me go watch that later today again? Just oh, yeah. for some more joy. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, which one do you prefer, Richard or James? The interview. Uh, I, I prefer. I prefer Richard. The, okay. The, J- James is funny. Though. It I is funny Richard, though. Richard has more quotables. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. The old lady asked James, though, what songs you going to sing? I just love the random albums. Get up off that thing. It's a man's world. <laughs> Black and I'm proud. Say it loud. <laughs> I feel good. <laughs> he just... He just like, so many songs. So, he just like... He just, it was just the way he was doing it. <laughs> so I, look I, I, smell I look good. good. I smell good. I feel good. I make love good. <laughs> huh? Huh? <laughs> Oh, that man was a character. Uh, that man was a you character. Know. A Bless character. Up. And I don't think, them, while the movie was done well, it ain't going to have nothing on the live real footage. And the right. people who, it, was, it reminds me, small mm-hmm. side break, of the unsung on Ike Turner. Now, <laughs> while their story was not funny, we don't, we don't, you know, joke with domestic violence. But the, when they finally interview Ike and his friends... <laughs> And I got to talking on his own. Uh-huh. I said, I ain't never punched Tina. I ain't never punched Tina. I slapped her a few times. I ain't never punched her. Though. So it's like little things. Like, like the nuance difference. Like, bro, you still, you still, still put like your hands on her. putting hands on this woman. She had a bad attitude that day. And I, you know, she, was, she was down. And she, so I slapped her and said, wake up. I slapped her. I said, wake, said, wake like, up. <laughs> like, sir. Like, dude. So, and that's the kind of, and while God rest his soul, James is deceased. But that's the kind, those are the kind of like the other side stories mm-hmm. that I'm interested in hearing. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, want, I want all I, the information. I want, I want all of that. I want all of it. I want all of it. Speaking of things that were given to us, but they could have kept, was Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry came back with Madea. And okay. he is called Madea's Homecoming. Mm-hmm. And he really tried to play into Beyonce's Coachella because he had like the first of all, I don't know if it's because I'm Greek, Brian, but when mm-hmm. people use Sigma as an E, it bothers me. Because I, that is an S. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that translates to an S. I know mm-hmm. it looks like an E, but it translates to an S. And I know Beyonce did it too, but mm-hmm. and as much as I love Beyonce, she is not above criticism. Her team should have yes. been like sis. That's, That's nice. Um, but anyway, Madea's Homecoming, and it was super popular. At one point this week, it was the number one movie <laughs> on Netflix, um, and it was the latest installment. It was a straight-to-Netflix installment, which is kind of um, not new for Tyler because he did The Fall from Grace. I think we talked about that crap yeah. um, last week. But this is his first Madea installment on Netflix, um, and it centers around her great-grandson's college graduation. And here's the other thing. I feel like Cora has different children. <laughs> the other, there's, there's not a lot of continuity between these films and all this mm-hmm. other stuff because, like, if Cora is Madea's daughter, then like the grandchildren and stuff should they should be consistent too. Right. <laughs> so like we got us we got stuff casting all these different women yeah, to play this woman's child, <laughs> right? And then now she got a great grandson. Cora's got a grandson. Like this man needs to come back. Like. Mm-hmm. You need to find a way if you're gonna if you're gonna incorporate that story again. But anyway, they uh, Tyler also had like the first openly gay character in this film, and it wasn't it wasn't like a part of an agenda, but it was also part of a very bad plot twist. Um, so I'm not gonna give any spoilers now because it's really not worth spoiling. It was bad. Tyler, I believe, <laughs> has hit a new low, mm, and this Jesus. was bad. 
Have you seen it, Brian? No, okay. I didn't. I didn't watch it. Continue. Watch it just for the sake of niggerdom. Okay. Yeah, just for. <laughs> for Tyler, Tyler, I got a Netflix bag. I'm taking this bag. Yeah, for know. that alone. For that alone. Watch it for the sake of niggerdom. And um, and I will say this: there were some moments that were funny because Tyler Perry with Madea, old woman, you know, trope, funny. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. There's some there's some moments you will chuckle. But I found myself laughing often because it was that bad. I was like, Ooh. this is bad. And then Tyler got into his cussing bad. He was saying F bombs and I mean he was cussing, cussing. Mm. Uh, so I'm like, this is and not to say that, you know what I'm saying, like I'm damning him to hell, but it's just it is a hard shift for him. Yeah, in terms of Saints, like how he presents on te- on, on camera and stuff. Yeah, because the Saints like put him on. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And their whole thing was like clean comedy. Mm-hmm. But then he started saying, you know, the D word little by little and then saying the A word, you know. Yeah, but and I think now, I think like hell, hell and damn, I, I would give him a pass for because you are, mm-hmm. you know, representing like this older black woman who's like, you know, hellacious and wild mm-hmm. and crazy. So like I, I get that. And again, not saying that, you know, people who cuss are are terrible or anything like that. But what I am saying is that, like, if this character was going to quote was going to be clean, then like I don't know, it was a hard shift. Like yeah, he didn't I, he didn't even ease into it. It's, it was I mean he went straight forward in this movie. So I mean take that take that for what you will. Didn't bother right. me. It was mm-hmm. just I think it was more it was more weird seeing it come out of his mouth than anything. I'll say right. it that way. I'll say it that I, way. I mean, that makes sense. I get it. But bro, watch it if you find if you have like an hour and forty five to waste. Because it will be a waste. Oh, okay. Watch it. <laughs> and let's talk about it next week because I feel like we need to go deeper into. Okay. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like we need to have a, di- a different conversation. Okay. All right. That's all I got for the, the billboard this week. We wanted to keep it light and bright because we have um, some people in the living room. I know, Brian, you got somewhere to go. I do. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to let you go run a few errands and handle your business. But I've invited some people to come sit with me since Brian went to leave me by myself in the living room. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be back. He'll be right back. But we've invited Dorian and Morgan of the Rooted Life Podcast to come have a conversation. Super excited about them. So let's get into this good conversation about relationships. And we got some women. So it ain't just us talking about what we think. It's a woman's perspective. So let's tap in. Grab your drinks. Grab your snacks. Uh, we're going to let Brian go do his thing. And then we yep. will go right into the living room and have this conversation. Let's do it. Let's do it. What's going on, good people? We are back in the living room, and I'm super, super excited. We have some guests here. Um, my homeboy had to run an errand. I'm gonna say it that way, so he's not in the living room oh. with us. But I'm gonna hold it down, Brian. I'm holding it down as best as I can hold for it you, down. brother. <laughs> I'm keeping your seat warm. Um, but I'm so excited to have the women of the Rooted Life Podcast. I'm gonna stop talking for a minute and step back and let them introduce themselves. So, ladies, please introduce yourselves. Tell the people who you are. Mm. Oh, I guess it's me. Okay. Um, we're the Rooted Life. I'm Dorian and this I'm is Morgan. Morgan. And uh, yeah, we run this podcast together, uh, talk all things faith and relationships. Mm-hmm. And we're just so excited to be here with y'all. Yeah. We are super excited oh, to have you, Morgan. <laughs> about to say I something. I want to add that we're from Atlanta, which I feel like is relevant. Yes. Because we just talk about Atlanta. Fact. And we love the Jesus. real Atlanta. The real Atlanta. The real Atlanta. <laughs> uh, and I think also like we as young black women love talking about Jesus and want help yeah. people to see that like living for Jesus is dope. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect, mm-hmm. but Maybe. it's worth it. Um, so we just we just love doing this and love our brand and lifestyle brand and just I don't know. We just love doing this with each other, we honestly. Because we really are friends and yeah. yeah, I think that's it. 
That's it. Back. That is so important to have friendship and partnership because it don't it always is. mix and work out. Nah. Uh, it, it doesn't. <laughs> it actually doesn't. And honestly, we struggled a lot in the beginning, but I think it was because uh, we were growing as individuals. We were trying to figure out how to grow together as like a business, but then we were mm-hmm. also like growing our friendship at the same time. So I think, you know, we saw that we really had to allow God come in to be a part of it, to actually help us be able to navigate all three at the same time, like our personal, professional and friendship growth. For sure. Yeah. Brian's not here, but I think he would agree that we yeah. had some some growing pains and some we were friends, what, 12, 13 years before we started the show together. Oh, wow. So, yeah. yeah good yeah. history there. But like, it's totally <laughs> different when you're working with a friend. Um, but that ain't what we're here to talk about, although that could be a whole conversation. I would love to have that one day, too. Good. <laughs> Uh, we're going to jump into this thing we like to call culture code. Yeah. Uh, we ain't testing your blackness, and we will be lying to say that we ain't going to judge you based on some of your oh, answers. Oh, man. Not but we're going to put it out there anyway. Okay. Uh, so these are like this or that. Most of them are. And you have to choose one. You have okay. to choose one. All right? So have there's to. no, yeah, there's no, there's no opting out here. Right, okay. We're going to do okay. films. We're going to start with films and movies first. Love and Basketball or Brown Sugar? Oh, you already know Brown. <laughs> brown Sugar. That's easy. <laughs> Okay. That's easy. No, no, okay. no. That's actually my pick too. She I love brown. brown. That's, that's actually my fave. That's why okay. I looked at her to be like, "What are you gonna know say?" Brown sugar is her fave. Oh, brown sugar is a rat, baby. Love and basketball <laughs> is beautiful, but there's something more mature. It's like brown sugar is the elevated version of. Mm-hmm. It's Thank so you. good. Hip hop. Oh, I just oh, love God. the whole the whole thing. I I'm smiling so hard. Yeah, I love it. I agree. I have my thing. I have my qualms about love and basketball. You know, it was. They yeah. have some problematic elements, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Some unhealthy, toxic Actually, they both, both patterns, the movies. For sure. I watched it I'm recently. Not sure. relationships they had in here. No. 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 All <laughs> right. For me, dog. We're going to go to the second one. Okay. Coming to America or Boomerang? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good. I like how you're putting the same actor, you know. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. What do you think? I think, personally, I'm going Boomerang. I know, and I know that's probably like unpopular opinion, but I loved Boomerang. <laughs> I mean, I I loved the storyline. I loved the the cast in mm-hmm. Boomerang. Nice like, cast. I mean, Eddie Murphy carried Coming to America, but yes. Boomerang, like, it just it was so versatile to me. So that was that's my pick personally. Yeah, it's Coming to America. The cultural <laughs> relevance, the cultural impact. McDowell. No, I hear There's you. so many things you could say one word and everyone knows what you're talking Everybody about. Everybody knows, like, yeah. The characters were timeless. It's still funny decades later. Fair. The storyline is hilarious. Still problematic in some ways the way they're depicting African people. But, you know, we'll get to that later. But we'll I give still them a think pass. in terms of like how it impacted <laughs> the culture, black culture, timeless. Okay. No, I, I agree with that. I'm going to go boomerang only because like I think that was one of the first times we saw like all these black creatives in executive mm-hmm. spots. Mm, I like um, that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm a, I do like that. I I'm agree a huge too. fan of Eartha Kid. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's just a thing. Also, Hallie. Know. Like, I loved Hallie's Artsy depiction vibe. in that. Mm-hmm. Like, Artsy, she was really leaning into, like, her cultural self. Like, yeah. I, I really. That's the most black I ever seen. It's honestly the most. I mean, <laughs> I was actually surprised <laughs> when I saw it. I was like, Hallie? Yeah. So anyway, it was good. But I, I like that idea of like seeing black yeah. entrepreneurs meets creatives. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go, we're going to flip it a little bit on this one. You want to go old school versus new school. Okay. All right. So living single 
Ooh. All time favorite sitcom, by the way. Um, or Insecure. Oh my God. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you at all. I'm not kidding you at all. <laughs> oh, stress. Why would he make us choose that? I I resist. No. <laughs> Easy for me. Both. Both and. Okay. I'll, I'll give you that on this one. I'll give you that on this one. It would be no insecure without living single. Yeah. No comparison. No comparison. It's timeless. So, it so good. Timeless. The characters, the black friendship. Oh, the it's, black romance. It's funny too. Maxine. Like, <laughs> Maxine. Sinclair. You just the Kyle, bro. Oh, Kyle's Kyle my favorite dragging. character. He Maxine. is so. Is he your favorite? He's my least favorite no, character. He's my he's, least favorite. No, he's my favorite <laughs> in the sense that, like, I feel like there is some depth to him that you get to see at these little mm. points. And so mm. it's like, okay. like, there's this, I don't know if you know the one episode where that jazz club is closing down. Do you oh, remember yeah. that episode? And he mm-hmm. was like on stage singing and he was so emotional about it. it there's There are moments. He has his moments. Okay. And he really so. loved Maxine. I hated that that was like a thing. But anyway. So I'm not picking. Since we, since we didn't both. choose, is there a character on Living Single that you resonate with most? Ooh, a character. I can't think of what was Queen Latifah's name in that movie? Khadijah. Khadijah. I'll say Khadijah. Okay. I was actually going to say Khadijah. So. Yeah, she was like easygoing, kind of played the middleman in a lot. Like she was mm-hmm. really never about the drama. She wasn't too prissy, wasn't too snarky. Mm. She was about her business, doing the news. Like she was about her business, I feel like, in a lot of ways. And was a good friend. Yeah. And she always had really fine men. She did always. She, always she had the most fine men on the show. <laughs> Scooter. Like, Ooh. And the basketball player. She you had some good men. ones. Okay. So Khadijah, I feel like I am most like, but I also okay. feel like I really resonate with Regine. Like Regine is okay. bougie and like so loves an elevated experience. That is also mm-hmm. very much me as well. So I would feel like those two will probably be my pick. And I True. feel like she had one of the best character developments throughout the show, too. She did. She did. She, did. she, she developed sure. well. She did. Whereas Max, well. I th- you know, I love Maxine Shaw. Yeah, but she everything was. Everything that she represents. But you know, she. She you was know. the same. She yeah. was the same. She was a little you know, more of a flat character for sure. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So we're going to jump out of movies and we're going to okay. jump into a question that yeah. will lead us right into this conversation. Okay. Um, I'm just going I'm just going to pop out with this one. <laughs> pop out. All right. <laughs> a romantic road trip or getting flued out. Which would you prefer? I mean, I want to be in the car for what? <laughs> well, but here's the thing though. The it's car. the cultural context though. I, if if I'm hearing the cultural context, a romantic road trip is like, this is a thing. Like, we're involved. Mm-hmm. This is Bay, And the concept of flued out is like, you're being flown out. You're probably not my girl. You're just not like, if it's a I feel like that's the cultural context of it. But maybe he lives somewhere different from you. He's flying you out. But that's different. That's not getting flued out, though. I feel like the concept of flued <laughs> out, the, flued uh, out. there's an underlying define tone it. to the concept of flued out. It's typically you come Urban in dictionary. for a smash and you're not my girl, but I like <laughs> you and I will pay for this ticket because I'm expecting something in return. The question, the context is left to the interpreter. Oh my so. gosh. Well, that's how I interpret flute out. That's how I most often see it used on social. So that's all I'm going to say. But if you're saying flute out in the sense of like, it's still your man and he's flying you, then sure. That's different. <laughs> okay. Flute out is flute out. 
Okay. <laughs> he paid for this ticket for me to fly to a location. The context could be anything. Well, I will be in the romantic road trip because I am just, uh, I'm a romantic. I don't, but if it's a romantic (laughs) one, it changes the vibe. It's different. So is there a limit? Now, now, now I'm intrigued. Is there a limit like to the amount of time you, you are willing to spend on the road? Oh, for sure. Anything over like five hours. I'm. So here's the thing. Yes and no. Okay. Because I don't know. Something about bays makes things better. I've had a 12-hour road trip with a bay, and I had a blast. If I am in a car with, I mean, I love don't you, Mo. I, Morgan's <laughs> a special case. Same but, like, family. if I'm in a car for anything else for more than three hours, I will look up a ticket and fly. I don't really like to be in the car longer than three hours, personally. But things are just different when you all googly-eyed and having a good time. I don't know. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> all right, all right. So let's so. Oh, all right, people. If you're listening, you may know by now. There's some themes here about love and relationships, and we wanted to have a, a second conversation, our first one of 2022, about relationship and dating, particularly dating in Christian culture. So Brian mm-hmm. and I are, you know, professed Christians. We're loud. We love this life that we live, um, and we're married, so we're out of the game. Um, you know what I'm saying? So we're not navigating the game anymore. Love it. <laughs> we're not navigating the game anymore, but we want to make sure all of our listeners have some tools and resources and perspectives sure. right, that'll yeah. help them see cultural nuances, especially the nuance um, culturally as it concerns to dating. So what in terms of black love and culture, let's just define what dating is for you. Right. Because if we go back to living single, my girl Regine <laughs> said that dating is nothing more than interviewing life mates. Right. Mm. Um, <laughs> okay, Reggie. That's, that's, that's what she said. So, like, for you, how do you define dating? We were just talking about this a little bit on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Ma. I think uh, I think it's hard because growing up, they were like, you don't date. And I'm like, well, how do you get to meet somebody? Like, mm-hmm. I think it's hard because it's not necessarily in the Bible. So everyone's kind of like mm. creating their own definition. I think for me, I would say dating is like intentionally getting to know someone, collecting data, enjoying their company and and considering whether there is a potential to move forward in a more in-depth way. I think before I would have been like, dating has to always lead to marriage, but I think sometimes you have to, some things you don't know until you get in a situation, you're like, oh, actually I don't like this. I do like this. So I think that dating is a learning opportunity to get to know yourself mm. and know other people, what you desire, and also exploring if there's potential for a real future mm-hmm. and keeping God at the center. I think I got to add Jesus in there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A so I think that my definition is more broad than it probably would have been two years ago. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it's an evaluation process. Yeah, like good. it's an extended mm-hmm. evaluation process mm-hmm. and it ends when you determine like, okay, I would like for this to move into the next phase mm-hmm. of relational experiences. So does that, I know you said we got to, we add Jesus in there for sure, but mm-hmm. what is like, what is that nuance, that that exact difference in Christian dating? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's prioritizing <laughs> what God wants about, what God wants over what you want. Like, I okay. think it's the evaluation process is continually going back to God. <laughs> is this is this in line with your preferred will for my life? Like, does this align with where you're taking me, where you're going me? Does this person align with my belief system? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes if you're just dating someone, then you have a, a, you might have a certain belief system, but our values and our beliefs are rooted in the word of God. So if we don't agree on that, there's really no future. And so I think that makes it different because our, cri- that's it. Thank you, God. Our criteria is based on the word of God mm-hmm. and his plan for our lives. That is what mm-hmm. I'm basing where this can go based off of his criteria um, and based off of godly characteristics, I think that what I'm looking for is probably different than someone who's not a believer, just off the of default. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's really not anything to add to that. 
<laughs> that's I think also so maybe the no sex part. We didn't really say that. But oh yeah, the, I guess. I guess the which also is interesting though because it's like yeah, true. Christian is a broad term, which means mm-hmm. what Christians believe can be very broad. Mm-hmm. So like if you are practicing celibacy, abstinence, depending on how you define those terms as well. Those but like right. if you're deciding that you're going to wait to have sex until you are married to a person, then that also is a huge part of the dating process yeah. that may be different from um, how culture decides to date as well. So if we're looking at this from a Christian context, are we only dating to marry? You know, as the old people told us, you mm-hmm. cope to marry. What you mm-hmm. coping that girl for if you ain't trying to marry, right? If because if I'm just collecting data, that means I could be collecting data on multiple people at the same oh, yeah, time. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. We we differ, I think. Go first. Your well, opinion. so I think that yes and no. So it's like, okay. okay, dating to marry. I think because with dating, it's like there's the process of dating, but then dating can also be used as the term to define I am in an exclusive relationship with mm, this person. And mm-hmm. so I think it depends mm-hmm. on which side you're on there. Right, if you right, are right. in the process of dating, I think that it is okay if you decide that like I'm dating multiple people, like that's not my preference. Like I'm kind of a one person at a time person, but that's cause I don't have a lot of time and it's hard for me to balance a lot of things. So it's like, mm-hmm. if I'm going to pursue dating, I'm going to pursue one person at a time, but I think it's fine. Whatever your preference is there. I think when you get to the stage of deciding to be exclusively committed to someone in that sense, that like, my hope is that you are seeing some signs of, um, there's some clear signs that this could actually lead to something for your future. Um, yeah. 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 I think I would have, again, said something different maybe like a year ago, but I feel like there's certain, certain things you only learn in certain settings. Kind of like we're talking about our friendships, right? So your your friend's friendship and our friendship, there were certain things we only learned about ourselves because we were put in a certain situation environment to learn those things about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I feel like dating is a, is a very specific environment where there's things about you that rise to the surface that you were not aware of because there's no other setting that brings my daddy issues and my mommy issues and my insecurities no, for sure. and my need about like it just is a very specific environment that I think can really be a great learning experience. So I think that you still should be mindful and prayerful and I think it still should be healthy and productive. But at the same time, it's like there's just certain things you only learn, I mm-hmm. think, in certain situations. Like we would have there's so many things I learned about myself that I only yeah. probably would have learned through running through a business with you, yeah. honestly. So yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of both and yeah. <laughs> we're getting back to that. It always no. Is, for sure. And it gets more intricate when you get married. And it gets mm-hmm. like yeah. even more like, I don't, what's the word I want? It's, sometimes it's like the things you learn are even petty, right? Mm-hmm. First year, me and my wife argued over like pushing toothpaste from the bottom or the middle, tissue over versus under. Uh. Um, you know what I'm saying? Do, do we put the dish on the counter or, you know, throw it in the sink? Like all these different types of things. It was mm-hmm. like, yeah. I, I, I ain't know you was this annoying until we, we, <laughs> we, we moved in together. You know what I'm saying? We was we was just, we was hugged up on the couch and stuff, watching TVs and I can, I can leave right. later. And uh. I know that your, your tissue was over like that because I ain't never had to, you know, I had to do all that when, yeah, I, when right, I was sitting right, right. over there. Um, so that's, that's absolutely true. Like being in certain mm-hmm. environments, it forces you right to learn yes. and to um to, to to be forced to comprehend some things you might not necessarily want to comprehend mm-hmm. um about a person so let me ask you this from a woman's perspective when are you ready to be exclusive does time determine that Ooh. or does right the depth or level of relationship determine that Josh, before I answer that, can I go back to what we were just talking about for sure like come on back Christian community I think part of it is like not dating in isolation. I think we both made a lot of dating mistakes in the past because we were trying to date off of our own wisdom and strength and insight. 
But I think bringing in people who are more mature, who are married, who who have wisdom into the process with you, I think also makes a little bit different because I think that mm. people who may not be Christians might be like, girl, what you think about this in a very nonchalant way? Whereas like we are intentionally seeking out people who we know have been walking this walk out mm-hmm. for a long time or like with our prayer group, help me pray for this. I think the intentionality behind bringing community and wise counsel in can look different mm-hmm. if you have that community. And I think that piece is also very, very valuable because their mm-hmm. opinion is not like, girl, leave him, girl, he's trash. It's like, all right, what's the wise thing to do here? Like what's yeah. the most loving and honorable thing? And I think, again, that's kind of that criteria that could look a little different. Yeah. So yeah, can you repeat your question? <laughs> yeah, but before that, because you made me think about something. Um, yeah. if, we, if I can speak to the brothers in terms of that, yeah, accountability is yeah. key. Yeah. And have have men around you who's going to hold you accountable and not necessarily just show war, share war stories. Um, yeah. Because mm-hmm. we'll get in this moment of just sharing about mm-hmm. all the things and we get to reminiscing and be like, ooh, and then that could lead to ooh. you inspired, mm-hmm. you know, for, mm-hmm. for, for a moment later versus, yes. right, yeah. sharing information in four terms of accountability. So I'm not saying yes, that you can't, yeah. you know, laugh and joke and have fun with your friends. Sure, but I'm also right. saying if you're, if you're dating specifically in a Christian context and you're looking to be abstinent or celibate or, you know, and, uh, and have these specific boundaries, that's a word, we could talk about that a little bit um, <laughs> later, um, have these boundaries in relationships. I think you definitely need people um, going back to their point of wise counsel who are going to empower you to live that way yeah. um, versus, you know, allow you to be so free. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, you do need some structure. No, period. Yeah. If you want to sure. grow, I mean, if you do actually want to progress, which I mean, I think that takes a bit of self awareness as well to determine, like, do you actually want to be better in this area? Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes, I think the isolation comes from secretly we're like, uh, we kind of don't want to get better. Like, mm-hmm. I want to stay with ever this this person or in this thing, and so you kind of end up hiding more. Um, but I think that you know that's just that's a self-talk that you have to have. Um, and then from there, being able to take those steps to really grow. Mm-hmm. 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 Agreed. Let's, before I repeat that question, I just want to, I want to lean into this because this is good. Okay. Let's um, get into it. Yeah. How, so how, how do you keep yourselves accountable one? Oh, and then how do you build that circle of trust and accountability? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you in our kitchen. Yeah. Today. You were in our phone calls from earlier this week. We had a phone call this week and I was like, girl, let literally. Me yeah. Girl, I think we talk about it a lot. And I think we got it from KB. Was she the one to talk about the culture of confession? Yes. Like we have a, we have a culture of confession in our relationship mm-hmm. where it's like, even if it's uncomfortable, I mean, it's biblical first of all, but it's also healing. Cause I, we talk about a lot. The enemy likes to get us boxed into a corner and our secrets all by ourselves full of shame. But when you put it out there, it doesn't have as much power over Correct. you anymore. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're not going to struggle with it. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean you still don't need deliverance, but it's like, it just has less, it has less power over you. So for us, it's like, we try to cultivate consistently confessing to one another mm. and it is very uncomfortable. It's hard. It is so mm-hmm. cringy. I'm sweating even thinking about it. I don't even got nothing <laughs> to confess at this moment, but even thinking about confessing <laughs> in the future, it's making me uncomfortable because mm-hmm. it's like, you're putting yourself out there. And I think we cultivated that by building trust with one another mm-hmm. and like being honest with each other over little things. Like yep. the confession was like level 10. Mm-hmm. It's like level one was like, you got on my nerves last night. Can we unpack it? So I don't think you start off in confession, but when you start to cultivate a relationship where you can be honest about what you're feeling and going through, you slowly, I think, build this kind of stamina and you're like developing a muscle. That's probably mm-hmm. why I'm like, mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable because it's a weak muscle for me. Cause we just yeah. started <laughs> yeah. learning how to do that. So I think it's something you develop. And we have like a prayer group where like every other Thursday we just all lay it out. 
Like, mm-hmm. here's what I'm going through. And so I think you got to develop that habit and that muscle over time. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I think uh, to Dr. Darius, um, in the thing I was listening to this morning, he talked about how, like, love requires knowledge Ooh. and how, like, when you love someone, you're learning more about them. You're yeah, observing more sweet. about them and you're getting to know them more. And I think part of cultivating like a space for people to feel comfortable to confess or share or be held yeah. accountable mm-hmm. is knowing them. Like yeah. you have to spend time. Like I, I know Morgan really well. I observe her and I know when we haven't talked about something in a while. So I can say, hey, like this is on my heart. I just want you to know like you have a safe space here if you do want to talk about it. You don't have to bully mm-hmm. or force people into anything, but just create a space where they can feel like, okay, if I do need to say something or share something, I know that I will be received with love and not judgment. Um, and I think that we've even had that conversation before in like, I think about me monitoring my responses to things like Mm -hmm. don't necessarily respond to people. The first thing that you actually may think, but like ask them, okay, how are you feeling right now? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, what are our thoughts about this thing Mm -hmm. that you have just shared and like, just work through it with them. Um, I think it's, it's really important to be more of a listening ear and like a sounding board than Mm -hmm. trying to, um, which is something like feedback that Morgan gave me earlier in our friendship of like, I don't need you to try to like problem solve with me. Sometimes I just need you to like listen. And so I have found that no, that's to be good. successful in our relationship as yeah. well. No, for sure. I love that, that you have this culture of confession. Brian and I don't call it that. Um, we, when we, when we get to that moment, we said we're pulling out the trust tree. And um, mm. and immediately that triggers like all right let me let me sit up because I, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know what's I don't know what's about to come and then we have I have another that. it's three of us in this core friend group but it's mm-hmm. what's interesting is like all of our friendships and interactions with each other are really different mm-hmm. so with our other friend me and him he'd be like all right Josh I'm pulling out the box because for him it's like it goes in the box we talk about oh, it we pack it and okay. it goes back in the box so like when we so we have these like almost trigger words and let us know, yeah. all right, cool, yeah. this is about to happen. But also understanding when you when we get in the trust tree or you pull out the box, that also means that like, I'm not like, sometimes I am here to listen because you need that mm-hmm. space. Mm-hmm. But if you're coming to me for advice and counsel, then, mm-hmm, right. you know, I'm coming to you as as your authentic right. brother and yeah. I'm going to respect your vulnerability, but I'm also going to, you know, put your foot to the fire. Uh, mm-hmm. So that we can, so we can both grow and get better, depending on you know right. what I'm saying yeah. who's in that space. Um, so accountability doesn't come with our relationship. Um, mm-hmm. You have to know that person, um, and I think it's even, I think it's even more interesting in terms of romantic relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna throw it to you first. How do you navigate that with your partner? Like not going to a friend about your partner, but well, with know. your partner. <laughs> hey. Wait, I don't know if I understand the question. No, no sorry. I'm over here laughing because I'm like, well, how do we know? We've been, single for, <laughs> single for, we've been single for like four years. I'm like, I can give you some what I guess. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like I don't Wait, know so if I understand the question. So, the question. yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> yeah, so, partner, like, I don't know. Partner, so how, how would you navigate accountability yeah. and tough questions with your partner? Um, mm. So based on the boundaries that you set up, you know, so how, do, how would you navigate those moments, whether it's you know, intense moments of like anger, frustration, or whether it's intense moments of, you know, emotions and intimacy, like how do you navigate the boundaries and keeping each other accountable while you're together? Mm. Well, I think, I don't know how much we can speak to that, honestly, because we like to speak from from our experience. We have some experience, but it's kind of limited. I think it It depends on how, where you are in the relationship stage. Mm -hmm. If you're married, I feel like no conversations off limits. If we just started dating, I'm not about to pull out all of my deepest, darkest secrets with you. I just don't think that's a wise stewarding of my heart. 
Mm-hmm. I think it depends on where you are relationally, like how much you all have chosen to invest. So I think the timing is really important. Um, I think I think about what we do when we have to have a con- hard conversation. We just kind of like we got to have a talk. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And mm-hmm. we just kind of figure out and we used to have long text arguments. So I think you got to figure out the setting, the timing, the format. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of logistical pieces because we realize like I think our rule is if it's over a paragraph, it needs to be a phone call. Period. But that took us having a bunch of text arguments. <laughs> right. <laughs> to like, yeah, like, do okay, this. texting doesn't work for us. Like we need to and usually face to face if we can FaceTime and like see each other. So I think for us it was kind of figuring out the nuances of kind of the logistical pieces, like face to face works better, kind of giving the person a heads up if we can of like, hey, can we talk about something tomorrow morning? Um, but I that's the only thing I could think of because that's you're my best example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. <laughs> I don't have well, another one. And I think, I mean, I would pull some of the other things that we have used because okay. my my desire is that my partner would also be my friend. So I feel yeah. like using mm-hmm. this friendship as a template, if you will, yeah. is wise. And so I think about how too, it's like having regular check-ins, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I would think about that being important with a partner and navigating accountability. Like if there is regular space on the calendar, um, I don't think maybe it was in Sacred Search or one of these relationship books that we've read that kind of talked about like having scheduled time. So you know when to mm-hmm. anticipate it, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that like, oh, our scheduled like time to get into the box or unpack the box or whatever like if you have a rhythm of that thing so that it doesn't feel so hot and sweaty and uncomfortable there may still be some discomfort but um it's like a muscle that you end up getting to stretch and work a little bit more often um and i think too part of it i think about with us is like realizing that like the the evidence or sign of conflict is not a bad thing. And I think mm-hmm. that's really hard yeah. to to sit with and really internalize because we are taught so often to run from conflict. Like, and I think that's why even when people res- are around us, they're always like, dang, y'all are always so honest, so authentic, so truthful. <laughs> and people always call that out in us. And I think mm-hmm. it's because people are not used to getting so much truth all the time. And so I think when I think about being in a relationship or having a partner, I would want there to be a strong um, amount of truth, a lot, a lot of truth that we can just kind of like share at any given time. And can I add one more thing to that? Yeah, for sure. I think also I was thinking like invest before you correct. Um, I think mm. Pastor Rich Wilkinson talked about that, like connect before you correct. But mm-hmm. it's like, how would I correct Dorian? I haven't invested in her. Mm-hmm. Like we've all had someone try to give you feedback and it's like, bro, you don't even know me. Like what have you invested to see me succeed? And so I think part of it is like being intentional about investing in that person that you're with, whether it's like sending words of affirmation, like, hey, I really, you did a really good job this week. Or like, I really appreciate how you did that. Or you put that episode together nicely. Like I am trying to, I am doing my best to pour mm-hmm. into Dorian because I love her. Not because one day I want to correct her, but because I want her to know that she's valuable to me and I honor her. But I think also then there's room to correct when it has to happen between us because we have both been intentional about like, I've poured yeah. into you. I've shown mm-hmm. you that I loved you. I have articulated. We have a date night once a month. Like we are making intentional efforts to um, sure. invest in our friendship. So when it is time for correction, it doesn't stink as much because it's on top of so much love. Mm-hmm. It's not in an empty cup where you haven't poured anything into me. Yeah. It's on top of a bunch of love. So the foundation can hold up that correction because the foundation is love and honor. But yeah. if you haven't put anything into it, that that correction is sitting on an empty cup mm-hmm. and it has no firm foundation. And yeah. I think that's really yeah. hard. That's good. No, no, no. That's good. And um, I had a pastor say to me once that 
it's not you have to you have to build the muscle, but you also have to continue to train that muscle because as soon mm-hmm. as you stop, right, it, it can get weak. And the For way sure. that me and me and my wife have applied that in our lives, like we're reaching mm-hmm. ten years of marriage this September. Ten years, Josh. A decade. Oh my decade. god. Yeah, we 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 y'all we been we, together. What's that? How are you? Y'all, y'all got we me? jumped that we jumped that broom uh, early, so we'll both like be thirty three this year. So we were twenty three. Okay, yeah. Um, wow. Wow. So there'll be ten years of marriage, That's thirteen beautiful. years together. Um, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's been a journey. Like I tell so people, all, yeah, yeah, people say that it's so beautiful, and it is. It is. Sure, Don't get me wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, but the y'all way were, that... those are formative years. Like, formative I mean, years. The, I mean, my twenty-three year old is different from my twenty-five, different from my twenty-seven, which is about to be different from thirty-year-old Dorian. So I mm-hmm. couldn't imagine engaging through that growth process with a life partner. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to hear more about that. Keep going and up. kids. Yeah, um, <laughs> we got two of them jokers. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and kids. Wow. So it was, it was, it was a lot of learning and growing. And um, yeah. around year five or six, we found ourselves like in that exact space. We were growing and developing, but not with each other. So we were becoming mm. these really like independent thinkers, and just like, oh, this is what I think about life. Mm. And it was like, oh, but you're not on this path Ooh, with me. Okay. So the way that we began to like retrain that muscle was we didn't find ourselves above that. Ca- it wasn't just premarital counseling for us, right? Mm-hmm. It was consistent check-ins, okay. not just with, you know, the, the seasoned church couple, but with a licensed professional who was able to like, you know what I'm saying? Sit us down and give us real tools on top of our individual mm-hmm. therapy mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that we can, cool. you know, we can grow individually because i think that's something some people lose in marriage too it was like you know mm. you don't lose your individuality um as that's much good. as you are one um so like it was it was all these different tools and resources that we were not ashamed of mm. um to say and then to also tell our friends too like hey we can't do this right now our homework assignment is a date night right mm. and it's just being honest like that, that's just what it is so y'all mm-hmm. do y'all thing um and these are the type of things we try to implement with our busy lives with children both of us being very ambitious with our careers and side hustles and all these different types of things yeah. and navigating like these different spaces, knowing that it's not easy, but if you're committed, mm-hmm. that is worth it. So it is an mm-hmm. everyday choice for us and we wake mm-hmm. up everyday choosing. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you this, considering all of that, like knowing mm-hmm. all of that stuff yeah. that you know about yourself and how you would navigate accountability and all these things. What is it that you're looking for in a partner, right? To even mm-hmm. get to that space. Dorian wow. in male form. <laughs> the male version of Dorian. Is that an answer, God? <laughs> Take her, make her man. That's oh, my goodness. Uh, mm. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Go ahead. You seem to have What am thoughts. I looking for? Um, mm-hmm. Someone who loves God. Not talks about God, but like loves him deeply. That's that so different. In the way they live their life, the way they talk <laughs> about him is enough. Yeah. Like the way you t- there is a quote that says that the, what you think about God is the most important thing about you. Yeah, it is. Um, so what that person thinks about God, how they move with God, how they allow God to correct them, how the spirit moves in them. That is what I'm looking for. Like, can you be corrected by the spirit? Can you submit to leadership? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A book I read talked about, um, like, are they already leading in other areas of their lives? Do they already have an accountability group? Are they leading a Bible study? Are they are they showing leadership qualities in other areas of their lives where it's clear that they are working on their leadership abilities? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm somebody who really cares about the community and serving. So, like, do they have a heart for serving? Because we're going to be very incompatible if you don't understand my 
what I'm willing to sacrifice to serve my community. Like if, you, if that's a very high value for me. And so if that person is not, doesn't have that same value, it'd be really difficult. For sure. Cause that's just how I'm going to always live my life is to serve people. Um, so I think having an alignment of values in terms of like our faith and then, you know, how we're viewing serving the community, but also there's little things we talk about. Like, I don't want to live in the suburbs. Like mm-hmm. I, I live a certain mm. kind of life and <laughs> I, I like living in a fun city. Like there's certain things that, that are like, that are, there are more preferences, but there's very strong preferences that are mm-hmm. kind of like specific to how God has wired me. Like I like to travel. I like new experiences. Like I don't know if I could be with someone who's like, let's just like stay home and not go on vacation. Like, I just don't know if that would fit me. So there's some like values, but also like some preferences that I would like, yeah. but also I think someone who really cares about community and loves like creating community and maintaining community. Cause that's, okay. also something that's really important to me. So yeah, I say, uh, connected to Christ, like in a very real way, values community, values serving the community, and like wants to enjoy life fully. Mm. And also like integrity character, but I feel like that might already be kind of obvious. But Dorian, before you jump in, so, so Morgan, you couldn't, you couldn't be with an introvert? Is that what I'm hearing I too? Be, no, no. I, no. I'm very, I'm an She's introvert. Much I'm very much an introvert. Than me. Got you. Okay. But, I, but I'm somebody who likes to go experience things. So if we were to live in a city and I'm like, let's try a new restaurant. They're like, no, let's go to the same restaurant we've been going to for the last five months. Like that would be incompatible with how God gave me because I love trying mm-hmm. new things. So if that mm-hmm. person, if they were apprehensive, I could work though. But if they like are very content with doing the same thing every single month, all the time, like I'm just not. I don't, I don't do that. Like I try to eat a different restaurant every week, like little things where I'm no, like, let's just sure. try something new. That's just something that mm. I care about. And like when we travel, I want to like, I want to see sites and I want to go places. I want to do like, I'm kind of like a doer mm-hmm. and I'm fine with resting. Cause you ask anybody that knows me, I'd be at home resting Sleep. a lot, but I also <laughs> like to try new things. And I know that's something that's valuable to me. So I'd want to be with somebody who'd be willing to try new things. No, for yeah. sure. No cheddar yeah, bay biscuits. Yeah. I hear you. Those good, they are good though. But don't take them at the house. You can can get them and make them. You don't got to go to Red Lobster to eat them. Very, very good. Okay, Dorian, what are you you looking for, ma'am? I mean, the Jesus thing. I'm I'm not going to get back into that because yeah, like Mm -hmm. we've covered that piece. For sure. I think I am looking for a friend. Like I, yeah, I am looking for like a homie that I can like come home and like. D- either dump my day or like laugh about this thing on Instagram mm-hmm. or we just like on the couch watching Insecure, like rewatching Insecure, eating popcorn. Like I'm looking for someone that is like truly a friend to me. Yeah. Um, and in all the, the, in all the ways that word can be used, but like friendship sure. is a really big core value to me in a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. And I recognize that everybody doesn't like have to be friends in their marriage or with their partner. Like, mm-hmm. you know, some marriages can exist and they can be um, more formal and more transactional. And it's like, I'm not saying what's right or what's wrong, but it's like whatever you prefer. But I know for me, like mm-hmm. I need to feel like you're the homie. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the second thing is like, I'm very much a host. And so Mm -hmm. someone who likes to welcome people into their space or who likes Mm. to um, create other spaces for people. So like, I'm typically the friend that's like, hey, y'all, let's go get brunch. Hey, y'all, let's do this Mm -hmm. thing. Like, I'm always bringing people together. And so if there's someone who doesn't really like that vibe, then we probably like wouldn't be great partners together because I'm always going to want to have people over and then they won't be really feeling that vibe. So that won't be fun because I want us to be able to do it together because Mm -hmm. we both love and enjoy it. Um, So, yeah, I mean, those are my two biggest things. I feel like the friendship piece and then a person who like loves to host. And I think like maybe like third on that one. 
Um, I mean, I really care about people. Like I love Mm -hmm. pouring Mm -hmm. into people. So someone Mm -hmm. who also has that same desire, who has a heart for people. Um, And when they see people hurting, they have compassion on that and try Mm -hmm. to think about ways to be able to fill those gaps in whatever way. Um, I am a little bit like, though I do like to spend money. (laughs) So someone who like doesn't (laughs) mind spending money is probably like a good thing. But also when it comes to like spending money on other people, like I don't really hold back there. Like Mm -hmm. I will spend money on gifts and like if it's your birthday or you had a promotion or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so like someone who is comfortable giving to other people in that way, Mm -hmm. um, I think would be really important to me as well. So those are probably, those are great. mm, These are so good. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Uh, Someone who's committed to growth. Like yeah, for real, for like, sure. Yeah. And I think you meet people who are like, yeah, I want to grow, but they don't want to do any work. They don't want to go to therapy. They don't want to have self. We're kind of going to get into that later, but self care habits. Like they don't actually want to do the work it takes to be who God mm-hmm. is calling them to be. They don't want to yeah. have the hard conversations. It's like a lot of people li- live a very mediocre life, not because they're mediocre, but because they don't want to do the work it requires to be who God has called them to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm in a place in my life. Where I'm like, whatever God got to break off of me to be who I'm called to be, I'm committed. So I got to go back to therapy, literally back in therapy for like the third time. Then all right, God, like if I need yeah. to submit and do this and be corrected, like I'm very committed to being who God has called me to be. And I'm willing to do anything. Let me be careful before he called me to do something next week. Like, oh, you said anything? Right. You know what I meant on the podcast, Holy Spirit was like, come on, girl. stuff. But I could not be with somebody. And I have been in a, in a relationship with somebody who just wasn't willing to do the work because they thought they had it all together. They didn't have the mm. necessary to be like, God is still working on me. Mm. And I'm willing to partner with him in that healing journey. But I want somebody who's willing to do the work, kind of like what you're talking about with your wife, individually, so that we can do the work collectively. But if people For don't sure. do it as individuals, you can't do it. One person can't do all the healing for both the people. You both got to be committed. So that's a really big priority for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's so good. One thing I've learned in this um, in my marriage and I tell I've told two of my friends who are embarking on that journey now Mm. is that you have to be committed to understanding that the woman you're marrying today will not be the same woman that you have in 10 to 20 years. I said, and the woman you have today is also not the woman that you knew a couple of years ago. I said, because as as you two develop individually and as you two develop as a couple. If nothing else changes, the expectations of each other will continually to will continually change. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's going to be different as friends. It's going to be different mm-hmm. as girlfriend and boyfriend. Mm-hmm. It's going to be different as um, fiancés because mm-hmm. that wedding planning as a whole, it's going to test how much you really love them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you get married, it's con- it's just continual growth because mm-hmm. that newlywed stage and then when you enter, you decide to be parents. Like all of that. Like, yeah. well, me and my wife got married with a kid. So, you know, mm-hmm. he was he was in the wedding. So that was a dynamic. Mm-hmm. And then when we added Jaden, our second son, like it mm-hmm. just it just shifted. Like our priorities um, began to morph, start to focus on them. And we started growing, using that word again, the muscle of parents mm-hmm. and started neglecting the muscles of spouse. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so wow. and that's yeah. where and that's where we had to step into some things like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We got mm-hmm. into this thing, not just to have children. I love them, right. but yeah. they're going to go away but, and develop yeah. their own lives. And right. I don't want to be sitting on this couch with you, like, mm-hmm. girl, who are you um, right. at some point? So like being committed to understanding that if we don't grow, we will not last. Mm-hmm. And not boxing a partner in to the version that you met them, Ooh. I think is, is critically important Man. Um, to how you move on. 
Um, that's really good, Josh. Oh well, yeah. I, do you know yeah. with, with ten years that's comes some true. things? I mean, yeah, that's. What, <laughs> I feel like that really that's hits really me good. because you don't really get taught to consider that perspective. Like mm-hmm. you get taught to choose a person right here, yes. right now, current, present form. And I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, our friendship has taught us that, like yeah. uh, how much we evolve and and how much you have to be committed to whatever version you get with the person. If you say mm-hmm. that you really love them, and I mean, by the time you jump into marriage, you better. And it's like, that means like, this is what I'm signing up for. Whatever version yeah. you mm-hmm. present to me, I'm signing up to work through and to love that version. Um, and that's a lot. Whew. That's, that that's is, a whole lot. That's really big. Sobering. That is, wow. That was sobering <laughs> in a very <laughs> good way. That Love is that. that is it is a lot. Let me ask you this because this this podcast is Fubu it's for us by us. <laughs> Love it. So I'm, so I'm just going to ask: Is yeah. all that you explained is that wrapped up in blackness, or are you open? Look to here, other I, I had this conversation recently. I don't even have to think about it. It's wrapped up in blackness. Um, okay. Unless I mean, the good Lord would need to put it on a billboard for me that <laughs> some other type was going to be for me, but I think. For me, like my blackness is such a huge part of my identity. Obviously, the leading part of my identity is as a believer. And right under that, like blackness and being a woman, they like head to head, you know? Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. it would be really difficult, I believe, for me to see how such a huge part of my identity Mm -hmm. is not felt and and deeply experienced by Mm -hmm. somebody I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. Like there, we can look at each other and don't have to say nothing. I mean, Mm -hmm. and there's just, just, there are certain, there's a level of intimacy and depth in sharing that blackness. There truly is. So I couldn't see it. Obviously you can't never say never because the Lord do what he want to do. But when I see myself and Mm -hmm. my partner, I see a black man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same. I can't the at this same. point. I, I don't. Feel like I, can, I don't. I, I'm. That's why I was careful early about my preferences and what like my what are non negotiables <laughs> and what are preferences. Yeah, being black is not a non negotiable, but it is right. a number one priority. It's a preference for yes. me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that sometimes we kind of have these like expectations that are very limited, and we don't want to allow God to move outside of those very limited expectations. So I'm open to how God wants to move. However, sure. my preference, and I've been very clear with the Holy Spirit about what I'm looking for. Is a I see my babies a black babies like <laughs> I mm-hmm. want black, black on black <laughs> on black, but at the same time I'm not going to limit how God wants to move because I don't know what He wants to do with my life, so yeah. I'm open to it. But that would be sure. my very sure. very very strong preference. Holy Spirit, just want to put that back out there. She's me. just putting that there. Black Jesus, you hear yeah, us? You hear one more problem. time? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm a uh, I'm gonna wrap up this part of the conversation. I got some more yeah. cultural questions I want to ask because I am yeah, okay. y'all y'all intrigued me a lot in the in yeah. that part. Um, women shooting their shot is a thing. Oh, right? yeah. It's been talked about a lot recently. Yes, 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 um, yes. And you know, and it, and it bucks up against some of the stuff we've been taught traditionally in church. Sure. As a man, mm-hmm. find you know all these different types of things, yes. and because co- and dating is a cultural thing, not necessarily a faith thing, because it's not a, we don't we don't have context. We didn't yeah. see how Mary and Joseph. We all we know that she was betrothed. And right. all the things, right? We don't, we don't know. We don't have any other context prior to, right. you know, yeah. prior to that story. So, as we navigate dating based on biblical principles, being a good person, uh, following out the tenets of the Bible, how how do you shoot your shot, or do you even believe in shooting your shot as a woman? Um, mm-hmm. And if not, 
you know, how do you want somebody to shoot your shot at you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we talked about this. We shoot our shots. I okay. mean, we shoot shots all the time, okay? Okay. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. Okay. It's so funny because my, my dad and I, we we do not see eye to eye on this. My dad is old school mm. Christian and he is very like, you need to just sit in the closet and wait and he's going to come find you. And I'm like, okay, like, wait. get in my house. No, I'm going to be out here. So I believe that, I think that it is okay to demonstrate interest where I think that the woman, in my opinion, can then like take a step back is in the pursuit. I feel mm-hmm. like I can show up and say, hey, Ooh, I like that. I see you. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. you. I am open if you are interested in mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Now, after I do that, after I shoot the shot, if it goes through, like you need to come get the, the rebound. I'm not mm-hmm. going to run up and then pass <laughs> you the ball Thank and you. then give you the plays. Like, no, if you want to win the game, you got to show up after that. So oh. I believe that like the pursuit should be clear mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the thing is like, if I also pursue you, I'll be pursuing you for the Forever. rest of our lives. Yeah. And I'm not okay with that. Like, I need you to show up to let me know that like you're in pursuit of me. And then like from there, we can see like if this is going to go somewhere. Yeah. Agreed. I shoot my shot all the time. I think my newest <laughs> thing is shooting shots on Instagram has been kind of weird. I want to say like slide in someone's you DM, DMs. Like, no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not that bold. I might I respond to a DMs. story. Like, mm. oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my that's version. my way of shooting a shot. Uh, it's a very polite response. Yeah, particularly to something funny. Like, oh yeah, that traffic be crazy. Like, yeah, that's my kind of like. I'm cracking the door. Now they want to open the door. Great, but it's also interesting because a lot of times they're just like, yeah, that was funny, and I'm like, I was just about to say that. Are they picking up on the cue? Not always. Not always. <laughs> not often. Not always. But if they were, but if they were interested, they would try. I feel like if they were interested, sure. they whatever they would try. Mm-hmm. So I agree with everything Dorian said. And I think that's something that we learned recently is like, even though I want the man to pursue me, I also want to continue pursuing him. Like I'm, I may not initiate the pursuit, but I also want him to feel valuable. I want him to know that I'm into him. I want him to know that like, I like him, you know, and I don't want him to do all the chasing where he has to play a lot of guessing games and I'm playing this real elusive, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't like this coy, like, you got to chase me. I think that's unhealthy. I think that's toxic and not sustainable. But like, you know, maybe I plan a date every now and then. For or I sure. I give him a birthday gift. Or like, I want him to also feel like, man, I'm getting, like, she wants me as much as I want her. Yeah. I don't want him to feel like he has to do, I want him to initiate, but I don't think he should be doing all of the work all the time. I think that's very <laughs> one-sided and that's unfair to him. Like I want him to know that he's valuable and that I see that. So our friends, we have, <laughs> who told us that? Our friends uh, over at Project 330. So we have that? some friends who have a podcast. I don't know if they told us that, but I'm thinking like about, it's mm-hmm. like four Christian male friends and we had a conversation one time and they were oh, like, yes. they yes, were like, we talked about how women be like Birkin me, you know, like, you know, in the pursuit mm-hmm. of me. And they were like, PS5 me. Like, <laughs> and ever since they said that, I it has just like that. resonated in my head. It PS5. makes me laugh, but it is true. Like, and I think that, you know, if you do what at least I have seen is like when you give to people, it makes them want to give to you. So it's like, mm-hmm. and you don't do that out of a like, all right, let me show him that I'm interested right. so I can get right. what I want. That's right. not the motivating no, no, factor, no. but it's like, it does end up working well in the relationship, the friendship, the romantic relationship. It's like, I serve you, you serve me, you know? And it's like, we both end up being fulfilled in this thing when we are clearly demonstrating that we're invested in the same way. Yeah. That is so good. Brothers, yeah. I'm just going to, I'm going to break all the code. We want to be wanted. 
Come on. Come on. We want to. I, I, listen, I told my wife sometimes, I want to be the little spoon. You come up behind me, listen, and just let me lay there. I just sometimes I need that. I need that. Of course. Oh, and it, that, that's so that. good. That's yeah. so good because as you continue to grow with your partner, like you understand these things. Like I do some journalistic work on the side and I wrote this pretty big piece. And my wife came home like with a balloon and some sour patch. I love candy. I sour patch kids. You just did that piece. Yeah. 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 So like sour patch kids may be small, but at is like girl you thought about me like you know you went out of your way Mm -hmm. to go to the dollar store and spend two little dollars to show me appreciation (laughs) and like it it went a long way you know what i'm saying in terms of you know how she supports me Mm -hmm. and you know understanding like even though this is a passion like it also brings in extra income so you know how Mm -hmm. you know how how you know we're providing for the family and all these different types of things so that is so good because a lot of men will sit in silence and resent their partners because they don't feel wanted yeah. Uh, because they feel like they're too masculine to allow themselves to be that vulnerable. Mm. And that is a trick of the enemy, in mm-hmm. my opinion, because it causes resentment and unnecessary okay. tension yeah. in yeah. relationships. Yeah. You just say, babe, I want to be wanted to. And explain yeah. to her the what ways in which like. you mm-hmm. want to be wanted. So if yeah. not, I work out a lot. So my wife was like, you don't never really say what you want. I'm like, you can always give me more Nike shorts. Hats, mm-hmm. <laughs> dry fit tees. It's mm-hmm. gonna, I mean, like I sweat through that stuff. So the more you buy, the better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So just understanding, yeah. taking like taking notes. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. that woman is somewhere, she says she like this. I'm like, bet picture. Yeah, she's like, you will never ask me what I want. I'm like, because you point out a lot of things. So there's there's a, there's, there's a list here of things right. that I that I can do for you. Um, yeah. Oh, that almost led into a whole nother conversation. Wait, I want to do that. One more, one more little thing there that I think also sure. as women we are more socialized. A lot of us are more socialized to share our emotions and feelings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's also in a lot of ways up to us to help create a space where men feel safe enough to exactly. share that. Yeah. And when they do yeah. share, responding in a loving way, not in a critical, not in a way where you're going to use mm-hmm. it later, but like. I feel like in a lot of my male friendships, I have to show them how to share their feelings absolutely, and be mm-hmm. a safe space for them. Like we talk about it, like Dorian's a safe space for me to land. And mm-hmm. I want I want to be a safe space for my man to land. So when he is sharing with me things that hurt him, like not holding that against him mm-hmm. and, and help him see that him sharing is actually attractive one, but also is a, a sign of strength. The vulnerability is a sign of strength, not for a sure. sign of weakness. But I think also sometimes when we don't always respond the right way because we're kind of shocked, like, oh, he's. He over here being honest. I don't even really know how mm-hmm. to like respond, but I think we have to just be mindful that we're responding in a way that cultivates and and wants um cultivates a, a culture of confession, but also helps the man feel safe enough to keep sharing mm-hmm. what he's interested in. What because a lot of things it feels like that men feel risky to share for women. It's like I share that every day. Like that ain't literally. I even mm-hmm. thought twice about it. But they're mm-hmm. but you all aren't mm-hmm. socialized to share, especially black men. You're not socialized to be soft or you know like mm-hmm. there's such this toxic masculinity where black men aren't taught that they can they can cry, that they can be sad, that they mm-hmm. can share their desires, and that somebody wants to hear that and wants to honor them even more because of it. Yeah. I think even about that with like truthfulness, mm. I think about how oftentimes, sometimes with black men, I think toward women, how mm-hmm. it feels hard for them to be honest oh, yeah. no and dare. truthful, you know, because oftentimes I think some of that is in our response. Like Mm. we respond and we feel rejected or hurt or disappointed Mm. or make them feel bad about having given an honest truth. And so I think even in the response to truth of being like, huh, okay, like that hurt to hear, but I appreciate you for sharing that. Or Mm -hmm. like the, I think that the um, environment that you create around hard truths also Mm -hmm. will allow y'all to both 
show up in a way that so whether he's sharing something like vulnerable about how he wants to be loved or treated or mm-hmm. seen or mm-hmm. being like, babe, I it kind of hurt my feelings when you made that crack the other day or whatever mm-hmm. the thing might be. And that's being able to not take everything personal. Right. Because if you break down and cry and make it all about you, he ain't going to share. Yeah. That's with anybody. Like imagine somebody who you give feedback to and every time you do, they make you, you cry. You say, I never do this. And you, it's like, you know what? For never you, mind. I'm not even about to share with you. So that's in any relationship. But I think that's, that's a true. really, really, really good point. Oh, yeah. for sure. All right, this is good. Um, this this has been so 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 good. Um, and I don't want to cut it off, but I I have to. We have to. Um, but I'm gonna get I'm gonna give you like two or three more culture code questions if we mm-hmm. cool okay. with that. Yeah, you yeah. You can kind of yeah. see where we at with the culture. Let's fast forward all the way to your wedding reception. Oh, okay. You can only pick one line dance song. Oh, the wobble or the cha cha slide. Wobble. Wobble gets the people going. I just love seeing black I, wobble. I don't really <laughs> like the wobble like that, but I think really? that, that is the better one of the it's the better one of the two. Okay, so which but, one would you choose if it wasn't those two? I got one for you. Oh, sorry, go. I mean, my line dance of choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dorian, being from the Atlanta, Georgia. Come on now. I'm doing swag, sir. That's my line dance. I'm with you. I don't see it as a line dance, but it definitely is better than both of those. (laughs) I just feel like that for me is going to, I mean, Wobble is going to get the aunties and it's like, that's fine. We'll do that. (laughs) I mean, whatever. It's definitely better than the like. I feel like Cha Cha Side is very middle school for me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess that's probably the best one. It's not gonna be a buckle line dance, or <laughs> I'm just where saying. I'm from culturally. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if we're choosing, I feel like before I before I let go, the Beyonce remix is a fun little because oh, you can do yeah. the electric slide mm. to that one. Now you electric can. slide, a fun one. now that's a good electric one. slide is I think a nice. And it could be translated one. to so many songs. And yeah. our Maybe. white friends who come to our weddings will know that one. They can keep yeah. Them they'll, they'll I can't know teach them slide. the wobble. I've watched white people try to get <laughs> their like, wobble at weddings. It is like sit down. It's just I'm too so much for them. So it's okay. I'm so embarrassed. Okay, you're at a brunch. Yes. Ooh. Okay. Love and that. the DJ goes to the '90s. You know, saying the '90s songs. Hmm. You can only pick one of these to be played during this brunch. Okay. Not the entire brunch, just one of these particular songs. You can't have both of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tevin Campbell's "Can We Talk" or SWV's "Week." Ooh, Def- I'm going Tevin. Same. <laughs> it's just the, the energy of that one is like more everyone of a gets into communal it. vibe. It's so we good. Like a, that's that's a good like karaoke song. Like I get mm-hmm. up there, and I get like I, <laughs> we'll do that. But yeah, definitely that's Tevin Campbell, man. It's gonna get I mean, everybody Tevin Campbell up. Comes, I might stand on your couch. Even the men get up on that. I'm one. definitely I'm, standing up on. The I am going might. crazy. I'm making sure to. I give me a fresh glass of water. I'm clearing my throat. We're going. <laughs> it's such a vibe. I'm doing all the things. I'm doing all the things for Tevin Campbell. All it's right, last one. Mm-hmm. In honor of Black History Month, we're still. This is still February when we're recording. Oh, wow. um, this isn't a this or that. This is a fill in the blank or just a okay. question and answer. Why didn't Harriet Tubman ever smile in her pictures? I hate us. <laughs> why are we like this? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why. Because she went back okay. to her husband and he said, "I didn't tell you to come back for me, baby. I ain't got nothing to smile about. I've risked my life for our people. Talk about that. I come back and get you, and you say, lady, I ain't even tell you to come back. And was I with a smiling. new woman. Wasn't it was he? with somebody new. So, oh. um, I have nothing to smile about. <laughs> what is there to oppression and, and suffering? I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I also feel like it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like how Jesus was saving us. Like y'all get on my nerves. Hey, I'm <laughs> out here trying to give y'all <laughs> an out for all your sin and shame and guilt." <laughs> 
And here y'all are want to go tit for tat about, well, I mean, technically who my neighbor though. Like, bruh, <laughs> really? Get out of the way. Like, so that's why. That's why everyone's tired. It's like, I'm literally trying to free y'all and I'm y'all are tired. stuck. Y'all want to go back to Egypt. Okay. You know what? Go back. <laughs> go back. Oh, shoot. That's hilarious. Oh, uh, <laughs> Oh, that is hilarious. Uh, one thing we like to let, ask every guest that comes on the show, okay. like me and Brian are proponents of self-care, mental health, mental wellness, oh. mental hygiene. Yeah. Um, Ooh, like so, mm-hmm. so what are some of the things that the ladies of the Rooted Life are doing for self-care this week, in the past, in the future? What, what y'all up to? That's my thing. Are you? Yeah. You ready? Yeah, you know I'm ready. I stay ready. Oh, so. Go ahead. <laughs> I have mine. Okay. Uh, my latest thing this season is taking a real Sabbath, which I've been telling everybody about. Because I said mm-hmm. I took a Sabbath, but I would still go grocery shopping. I would still clean my house. Sabbath means I do nothing considered work. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's, in, in Israel, they have their lights on a timer. They won't even turn a light switch on. I'm not that far, but like I won't take, I need to take off my trash, but I didn't take it out all yesterday. I'm like, dang, I should have took my trash out on Thursday. Because my Sabbath <laughs> on, on Friday. So I do nothing that's considered work. Only things that are bringing me joy. So I don't even, I don't get on social media because so it doesn't really bring me joy consistently. Like mm-hmm. I literally structure my day of what's going to bring me the most joy today. And because I'm single, it's like, I can go to a museum. I can go out to eat. Like there's a lot of things for me. So sure. the biggest thing, like I journal, I'm in therapy. I spend quiet time with God. I work out. I eat. Like I, I do those things. But for me, this season is like giving myself a real day of rest of like, Morgan, what brings you joy today? And I want mm-hmm. you to spend the next eight hours doing everything that brings you joy. Mm-hmm. So I spend on Fridays. That's what I wake up. I'm like, okay, what's going to make me happy today? And that's what I do. So that's my latest mental hygiene. And I've seen a big difference in my life. Mm-hmm. I have. So I was real tired. <laughs> Facts. Um, my new self-care is canceling plans when Ooh, I just don't have, I don't it. have it. Like, for that. And I would like not do that in the past, but now mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm actually not in a good place and doing this though. I love this person. Like I talked about, I love to cultivate relationships. I'm a people mm-hmm. person. So mm-hmm. I always got a dinner, a ketchup, a brunch, a this, a call on the calendar. And sometimes I just have to be like, girl, text friend look I had a really long day I actually have not had a night just to myself to Mm -hmm. be with my thoughts and to just like do nothing so like Mm -hmm. can we reschedule and I like will make some time but my newest self-care is just like being about giving my time myself time to be with myself Um, so like yesterday I had a very long Friday like I worked until like 6 p.m yesterday from mm-hmm. like 9 a.m. on a Friday, which is not, I just don't do that. And so <laughs> literally after work, I was like, you know what? We had like a combination of plans with friends, but then Morgan wanted to do something else. And I was like, well, I wanted to do something with all of us. If we not all going to come together, then like I'm going to tap out. And I ended up going to the beauty supply store and listening <laughs> to some music and coloring my hair and watching Love is Blind. And I just had a nice evening mm-hmm. to myself. And I felt much more refreshed and restored today to go mm-hmm. into my weekend because I didn't stretch myself to be more extroverted last night. So, mm. look, I mean, cancel them plans. <laughs> Can I just add one thing, too? I think that yeah, self-care, yeah. we think it's going to be the easy thing. But sometimes self-care is the harder thing to do. Yeah, that's good. Yes. You think it's going to be convenient. Like last night we had plans that I felt like God wanted me to go to worship night. And I'm like, I don't want to drive 45 minutes. But <laughs> that was what I felt like I needed. And God knew what I needed. So I think sometimes we think that mental hygiene or self-care, whatever you want to call it, is going to be the easier and fun thing. But sometimes it requires a lot of sacrifice. Because mm-hmm. I didn't want to do it, but it ended up being mm-hmm. the thing I needed. And maybe yeah. that, that wasn't 
hanging out at home wasn't your priority Correct. necessarily, but it was what you needed. Right. So I think was. we have to learn to prioritize what we need over what we want. I'm going to add one thing to that. Add it, baby. <clears throat> Wait, this ain't my podcast. You know, I can't say that. No, add it. Add it. This ain't mine. What am I doing? You at home. You in the living room. You at home. Do <laughs> Add it. The only thing I'm going to add is something Dr. Darius says. Soul yeah, care is self-care. Come on, Dr. And so I think that builds mm-hmm. on what Mo was saying. Like yes, some, A lot of times I think that culture's way is like self-care. Go spend some money on yourself. Mm. Go get a massage. Get yeah. your nails mm-hmm. done. Like you know, burn some sage, whatever <laughs> self-care can look like <laughs> culturally. But I think that soul care is actually some of the best self-care That's you could give yourself. So it's like, what does your soul actually Come need? Like, do you mm. need to actually spend some time in your prayer closet? Come do you on. need to like find a verse that you need to be meditating yes, on? Like, do good. you need to be journaling out some and processing some feelings with yourself? Sure. So I don't think that it always needs to be these external things, though Very I did true. love like watching Netflix and color my hair and all those things. But it's like sometimes also taking the, the inventory of the heart to say, yes. okay, like mm-hmm. what does my heart really need? Because yes. those things like feel good for a moment, but what actually allows you to feel good and sustains you to continue to do the work God wants you to do is when you feed your soul. Yes. That's my best friend. That is so, so good. And um, something that I want to carry on throughout the the year is a combination of all of that. I started doing it this month and it was every day choosing joy and resisting the things that conflict with it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I know like one day I just got up off social media. I I don't have capacity for any of this. Um, Yesterday for me too, I worked till seven Mm -hmm. on a Friday, Um, but immediately I got dressed, took a shower, came downstairs. My wife was my wife had fallen asleep. I was like, "Hey, wake up real quick. Let's go somewhere." Um, because now I need you. I need you to help ref- you refuel me. So I mm. need you, right? So and in, so instead of choosing going to sleep because I was tired too, yeah. it was taking out that time to get what I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from her, from my partner. So it's been choosing. It's been really choosing Josh all Gosh. all month. You know Come what I'm on. saying? It's been choosing Josh that. all month and choosing me sometimes means including everyone that I love, but also that means like to your point, counseling that plan. Um, even at work, I'll be like, you know what? Unfortunately, some things have come up and I'm like, can, can we reschedule work, this meeting? Um, and, and the things that came up was me. I, I, need, I need a nap. And that's <laughs> enough. Do another meeting today. And that's yeah. enough. Okay. That is enough. Because wow. I work in a culture that is meeting intense. We would have a meeting to prepare for the meeting and Same. then a meeting and Same. then the we meeting to debrief the meeting. I'm like, Same. Yes. one, I need time to work. And yeah. two, I need time to debrief That's from all of That's why I was working so late. No time to work because I'm always talking <laughs> same, to y'all. Same, same. No time to work. Uh, oh, man, yeah. this has been good. So before we close okay. out, um, tell the people how they can find you and connect with yeah. you and some things that you ladies have going on. Yeah, you want to do connect and I can tell them what's going on? Yeah. Okay. Uh, y'all can connect with us at Rooted Life Podcast on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, if you have any podcast platform, you can go type in The Rooted Life and you'll find us. We're on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, all the things. And you can go check out our podcast. Um, we have some new episodes coming yeah, up like, if you want to talk about those. Yeah, so we <laughs> dropped... Uh, uh, our second Devo on the YouVersion Bible app, which is yeah. a huge blessing. And yeah, we're really on. seeing some podcast episodes around that content to kind of go deeper, share like the real, real that we weren't able to really share on the Bible app. Yeah. So we got some Devo. <laughs> we got the Devo that came out. We have some podcast episodes coming out and just have some really great plans this summer to just keep 
moving with it. But yeah. we, would love, we love connecting with people. We love connecting with people in our DMs. So we'd love to, to hear from y'all. And thank you, Josh, for, for having us and for the thoughtful questions. This is really, really a this pleasure. This was great. And very life-giving to us. So thank you so much. Yes. No, thank y'all for coming. And to all the brothers that's out there, before you decide to slide, Brian and I take protecting black women very seriously. <laughs> so let me tell you something. If y'all heard these answers, the things that they're looking for in men, if, listen, if you can't even spell rooted life, don't slide in the DM. Um, since their preferences... Since their preferences are black, reconsider that. Maybe not slide in the DM, right? If you ain't trying to experience new new things, new restaurants, oh, she don't she likes Cheddar no. Bay biscuits, but she don't want to go to Red Lobster. Don't slide in the DM, okay? All right, so somebody does slide in our DMs, then we can have an episode to debrief together. The debrief, yeah. Please let us know. We'll have a whole conversation about it. Please let us know. All right. Thank you again, ladies, for coming. Uh, we'll, we can't wait to have y'all back. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. All right, y'all. We are back. And Brian yep. is back with us. And um, we are back. here for your listener letter. The P.O. Box, Rodney Jenkins, has delivered on time, as he always does. And you, too, can have the opportunity to have your letter shared on the Jigsaw podcast by writing in to askthejigsaw at gmail.com. We will possibly read your letter aloud. And if we do, we'll give you a pseudonym, pseudonym that matches your mm-hmm. pronouns because we respect all of that. We and do. we will we give sure you do. the best Mm-hmm. non-professional therapeutic advice that you can get right here on Cicely Tyson and Blue Ivy's internet. So, Brian, yep. yes. that being said, who do we have and what do they want? All right. Pronouns. Mm-hmm. He, him. Ooh. Let's pick up on the conversation we had earlier in our own group chat. Okay. Anthony Mason. Anthony Mason. <laughs> Anthony Mason. All right. Anthony Mason says, "Yes, hey, guys. Hope you guys are doing well. I have a tough situation. Me and my homie have been friends for about 20 years. Recently, I mm-hmm. found out that I will be moving to California in about two months for a job. It is an opportunity of a lifetime. It is my dream role, and the salary is three times what I currently make. The opportunity is amazing. Here is the drama. I told my family and friend group about the move, and everyone was happy and ecstatic except this one friend. Once I saw the reaction, I pulled him to the side and had a conversation. He claims that everything is good between us and I should not read too much into his reaction or lack thereof. So I accepted it. I accepted his little statement, but something does not sit right with my spirit. I want to approach him, but I also don't want to make things worse in my last days in the city. I am planning a going away party. And if that nigga brings this terrible energy to my shindig, it's going to be problems. I would hate for a two-decade friendship to end this way, but I cannot take too much of this, too much more of this drama. How do I handle this? Should I approach him again, or should I leave it alone? Also, Brian, I'm looking at communities in LA. Do you have any recommendations? Uh, my budget is about Jesus three thousand per month, with a max of thirty-five hundred per month. Also, any entertainment spots I would should hit up immediately. Um, love you guys, and that is Anthony Mason. Okay. Well, I'm a I, Brian. Mind if I go first? You got you got specific questions. Go for so it. I'm gonna let you go. Um, I probably would probably have one more conversation. You said you pulled him to the side. So I don't know if this was like at the announcement event 
Um, or you like call them later, but I probably would have one more conversation considering the two decades mm-hmm. um, of friendship. Me and Brian have are embarking on about fi- we met fifteen years ago this yep. August, um, so we're very close to that. And if I was moving away or he was, go- let's say Brian said I'm going back to Cal, I'm going going back back to Cali, Cali, and right. he's taking his family with him, and I had a whole attitude, then he would have every right. Oh yeah, to come at me and ask me, and it could just be that he don't know how to, he don't know what life is gonna look like without his friend. Right. Um. It could be that there could be some small jealousy there. I don't. We mm-hmm. don't know what his um professional background is. We don't know what he's doing in life. And sometimes when people make big moves, it triggers insecurities in others, and unfortunately, that can be triggered also by the people that you love the most. So the people who you think will be the most happy for you uh-huh. sometimes may end up being like really jealous and envious of you because they don't have a whole lot going on. So yep. um, I would just try to have that conversation, try to figure out what the root of it is because at the end of the day, if he wasn't, it's not to say that he should have been jumping up and down, but maybe he felt to come kind of way like you tell me with the rest of the friend group, like, am right. I com- like there could be a few things going on in this person's mind. Right. Because mm-hmm. again, me personally, when big things happen for me, there's a few people I'm telling first. My wife, mm-hmm. my parents, and my closest friend circle. Everybody right. else is finding out after them or with the rest of the world via social media or however I decide to. And I might not announce the social media. I might not pop. Like, for example, when I did the ESPN article, only a few people knew that it was happening. But right. everybody knew when I posted the actual article, right? right? So I got my first level of congratulations and excitement out with all the closest people I've been working with. And Yep. I love the most and things like that. So there could be a number of things here. I do think that you should have the conversation. If you're in therapy, think about ways to approach it. I think mm-hmm. still going to it with a level head. Um, it can, And be prepared for it to get heated because he may say something that could trigger you. Um, but understand that there could be some real internal struggles going on with him. So um, I would hate to see a 20-year friendship end over this, but I think it deserves another com- – I just think it deserves another conversation. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And it could be like the Josh said, I, I can't add anything to what Josh said for the most part. It could be just, you know, people moving, changing, feeling left behind. It could be a lot of things. Yeah. Um, to answer your specific questions, um, LA area, check that out first. I would check out the LA area first. Just go visit some things, go some places, do some things. Santa Monica's great in terms of like sightseeing. Down to Los Angeles, where my sister lives. It's a little pricey, but you can probably find somewhere. It's really going to depend on what type type of spot you're looking for. One bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom. Uh, if you're a single person, I would probably stick to like a one bedroom joint. I wouldn't do anything major, anything crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, really, it's going to be tough. You're going to probably have to find somewhere real quickly to move. Um, but shouts out to, I know, real estate agents. Shouts out to Carrie Henderson. Um, check out CarrieHenderson.com. Phone number 424 424- Two four nine nine eight zero five. I mean, with the contact information. Listen, Brian, be the plug. (laughs) Listen, that's my brother-in-law, the best real estate agent in California. Shouts out to him, and also he is a member of Cap Alpha Psi, which is your fraternity. uh, It is Cap Alpha Psi fraternity. Shouts out to him again. So he's your fat brother, Joshua. So uh, reach out to him. Uh, He'll show you around, show you some things. Um, Tell him that I sent you. And but yeah, uh, entertainment spots. Just go go to the thing. LA has so much to offer. California has so much to offer. Um, sports cl- clubs, um, uh, anything with the home of the champions. We have Dodgers, we have the Lakers, we got mm-hmm. um, the Rams, Kings. You can don't go to Orange County if you're black. Don't go to Orange County. Don't do that. It's like the Florida. Uh, it's like the Jim Crow South. It's terrible. Orange County mm. is is not great for black people. If you're black, 
It's not great for black people. Um, but the LA area is cool. The Inland Empire is cool where I'm from. California is great. There's so much to see, so much to do, uh, so much food, so much culture. So uh, I appreciate that. Yep. Um, but yeah, if you have any questions, hit me up in the DM or whatever, and um, I'll give you some other information. All right, bet. That sounds good. And we hope all works out with you and your friend. Update us and let us know. Um, but with that being said, until the next step to Brian, you guys want to get off the chest or um, let's just let's just head to a greater conversation and do that. Yes, let's do that. Let's do it. Let me talk. Let me talk. All right, we're here at a greater conversation where we get things off of our chest, right? Where we say things and do things and get things off of our chest because it makes us feel that much better. Right. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Josh, do you have anything to get off your chest for a greater conversation? Real quick, it's kind of um, facetious, but it's, it's bothering me nonetheless. It is about a fictional character. It is mm-hmm. this new Carlton Banks in Bel Air. Oh, wow. Let me tell you about. Let me tell you about this crackhead. The mm-hmm. way, <laughs> the way <laughs> that he assimilates to white culture, and the mm. way he's giving people passes. I don't care. Spoiler alert, even for you, Brian, if you haven't watched it yet. The way he's giving people passes for white people saying nigger and oh, saying that it's not I that deep. It. And and trying to navigate this, and I understand he has some deep rooted insecurities. We mm-hmm. learn that he has anxiety, and he's dealing with that. And I, but and you know what I'm saying. And we are not trivializing drug usage. However, what I am bothered by is the deep rooted, unaddressed issues of Carlton and how he is now using Will's past and lording that over his head. Mm-hmm. So that he can remain the real prince of Bel Air because mm-hmm. that's all he had, and now, and now that Will is on the scene, kind of similar to Fresh Prince, he feels second. Uh-huh. But we saw Carlton in the original sitcom finally step up to his own and embrace his lane. We ain't seen Carlton even make his way to try to put on a signal light to get mm-hmm. into his own lane. So what oh I'm God. trying to tell you is, writers, you're doing a great job because you're evoking emotion out of me. I don't mm-hmm. like him. And if I ever saw him, it might be like, what was that? Oh, Jay Ellis said that he got slapped in the airport for some stuff Lawrence did on Insecure. <laughs> I feel like the way I feel today, if I saw Carlton, it might be on site. Because I'm like, mm. first of all, nigga, you ugly. You, 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 mm. are you ugly. My that is God. a terrible looking nigga. And then you got my the God. nerve to feel like you that dude on campus. It's your money, my nigga. You the flavor, flavor, Bel Air. Let me tell Ooh. you something. Ooh. Pipe down, little man. <laughs> you got too much dip on your chip. Okay? <laughs> Way too much dip on your chip. What, what our friend Bubba say? Carlton, trash. Right. We, don't, we don't need you doing all this stuff up in Bel Air. Pipe down, brother. Pipe okay. down. That's all. Brian, on you. Uh, State of the Union took place recently. Mm. Um, Joseph Robinette Biden. Biden. You said, uh, I'm going to say bite them too. Go ahead. Bite them. Uh, these, these, <laughs> these student loans, jo- these student loans still out there. Josh, you got your student loans? Every last one of them. Jo- I mean, Joe, Robinette, <laughs> these student loans still out, out here. You know, do it. Do it now. Do it expeditiously. Lord, um, do it. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. These student loans should be gone. All right. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. And as always, we want to thank you so much for Appreciate joining you. again and tuning in. Um, I want to thank Dorian and Mo Morgan, um, officially known as Doe and Mo, um, Doe again, and Mo. for coming through to deliver. We got to invite those ladies back. Such an amazing got conversation, and good insight. Um, thank you all for gracing us with your presence. And as always, y'all join us next week. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend, because y'all know where we be. Brian, 
let them know how they can reach us. Yeah, man. Uh, website, jigsawpodcast.com. Uh, Check us out on all the social medias. We're on every single streaming platform regarding podcasts. Follow Josh at I am Josh Rogers on Instagram. Follow me, Brian. I am Brian here. Uh, we have a TikTok. I believe it's the Jigsaw podcast on tiktok we everywhere so please check us out we ticking and talking things. with the babies okay ticking and talking <laughs> right there used to be a dance called the tick i remember that um old um but yeah <laughs> follow us support us gas us up leave a comment uh five stars nothing at all if you're gonna rate us uh, we appreciate you we do love you we understand that we will still be great without you but we're awesome because you're here um because y'all are the puzzle pieces um I can you. do good all by myself. Yeah. I'm a force when we're together. Yeah. Now, you Neo ain't no, ain't no, ain't no, ain't no, ain't, ain't no single. Well, that man's pen is undefeated. Mm-hmm. He can right. write. He can, he can write. write. He can write. All right. Uh, so, ahead, Josh, Ryan. let's, uh, before we head out, let the people know what they need to do. I want to do this. I want to send y'all off in a way that I was sent off in church often. We would say, uh, just okay. in case. The Lord shall come before we get uh, together again. Uh, I'll mm-hmm. meet you. Boom, boom, boom. That's a good bomb. Boom, boom. Meet you on the other shore. All right. Y'all be blessed out there. That's all I got for you. Y'all be safe. Y'all live right. Because if you don't right. live right, you're not going to meet me on another show. I'm going to be on the oh. other side. Hey. I'll be on the other side. God be present oh, elevated sure. now. Cause I don't know. I don't know your walk. I don't know your heart. But hopefully you meet me on the other shore. All right. God bless your bones. See y'all next bless week. You.